your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Avalanche fans, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Masilli from MileHighSticking.com with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Today's episode brought to you by GamerGoo at GamerGoo.com. If you are a gamer and your hand gets hands get a little sweaty, GamerGoo is an antiperspirant for your hands. Go to GamerGoo.com. Type in the promo code LOA for 10% off of your order. So today we will get to a couple things. We're going to get, we will talk about the Dallas Stars making the Stanley Cup. And I think we should talk about that because that's who eliminated the Avalanche. They're within the division. Does this mean anything for the Avalanche, good or bad? We'll kind of discuss that. Uh, Moral victories. You heard it up and down after the Avalanche lost, how there are no moral victories. Uh, Is that true or is that just player speak and coach speak? We'll talk about that. And we have our season grade for Matt Calvert, which we will get to at the end of the episode. But first things first, follow the show on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, uh, which is where you would also vote on these polls that we're doing for season grades. Uh, so we do a lot of stuff on Twitter on Instagram, search for locked on avalanche and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to locked on avalanche at gmail.com. Um, and also with the poll, if you uh, comment on it, like I'll get to at the end, uh, vote and then comment. And I'll read some comments on the air of, uh, how the masses feel, whatever player we have up to vote has done. All right. So Dallas stars have, uh, they've made it They're They're, they're in the cup and this is not going to be a thing all about Dallas. Uh, but a lot of avalanche fans are bitter right now. And that's understandably. So this is a team that knocked you out. This is a team that is in your division. This is a team that you struggled with most of the year. Um, so you get the dynamic right now, and I think it leans more towards, uh, hatred and annoyance and upset because you had the team that is now in the Stanley cup final, you had them game seven overtime. You actually had them game seven, three minutes and change left. Um, but you did take it at overtime and you know, we all know what happened. So there are kind of two sides to this coin. Some people will think, well, that's the the team that's in the Stanley Cup final and we lost to them. So you can take some solace in that. And uh, they look at that as, I don't want to say a positive, but maybe like, well, we're losing to air quotes, uh, one of the best teams. And then there's the other side of it, which I think is, is the majority of people saying Dallas has no business being in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, they've been outplayed all along the way, you know, they just run the gamut of uh, annoyance, frustration, and hatred. And that's why Dallas shouldn't be in it. And they don't deserve to be in it. I I don't, I'm not going to fall on either side of that. I fall on the side of this is what playoffs are for. 
the best team doesn't always necessarily get there. But you, you, you have to play the game that's in front of you. And Dallas is not going to apologize for, for making the playoffs. Maybe they weren't the best team. But for a lot of those games, even we said it multiple times when they are playing the Avalanche, they were the better team in the first couple of games of, against the Avalanche. Um, against Vegas, nobody, nobody thought Dallas was going to beat Vegas in five games. I, I defy any... I don't even think Dallas fans thought they would beat Vegas in five games. But you rise to an occasion. And I think if the Avalanche take anything out of that, uh, number one, they they know that nothing is taken for granted. And number two, if Dallas can do that, why can't they? I really think the Avalanche feel like they are a better team than Dallas. But, you know, that's a team that they just... I don't want to say they don't match up well with them because because they do. Uh, but maybe from a scheme standpoint, standpoint the the stars maybe just had a better scheme in, in more games than the Avalanche did the other way around. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm not the type of person that doesn't feel like if a team makes the championship, they make the championship. They've done what they had to do, however they had to do it to get there. And I'm not going to look back if Dallas ends up winning this whole thing, saying, "Well, we lost to the best team in the league." I, I, I don't, I don't say that. I don't take uh, any pride in losing to an eventual championship team. Um, I immediately look to next season and say, "When do we play them?" Because that's the team that I want to beat. So I, I know that there's some maybe anger going around in an Avalanche world right now. It's understandable. Uh, but you know, there's some things that you just have to swallow your pride on and a team that you despise and, and the way that that series went, a lot of people are questioning if that is now the avalanche new rival, like move aside Minnesota wild and welcome in Dallas stars. I don't, I mean, they're, they're always, they're a rival anyway, because they are in the division. Um, but I don't think it's good. It, it doesn't need to amp up anymore uh, just because of this series things will be remembered I can almost guarantee you that I also put a poll up on Twitter a quick poll uh, Dallas did not touch the uh, Campbell Bowl <coughs> excuse me the uh, trophy that's awarded to the conference champion which has been this just bizarre in my opinion superstition of teams not touching the Clarence Campbell Bowl uh, I don't, I, I'm not that guy. I, I, I maybe will joke about it. I, I think I put a tweet up one time where I moved to, uh, the recliner when, when the avalanche were playing and then they, they won the game. That was it. I, I, I don't, I don't always move to a recliner when the avalanche are playing bad. Uh, I don't buy into baseball superstitions, which there are tons. Uh, I, you know, I, and this is one that I just will never understand, uh, even even the shutout thing, not saying shutout when a goalie has one, not saying no hitter when a pitcher has one in baseball. It's all ridiculous, in my opinion. So not touching. And, and the vote was heavily towards the don't touch, 85% to 15%, which I knew it was going to go that way. I just kind of wanted to see, like, cold, hard data. Uh, 
tell me why. Why do you, if you were playing on a team that won the conference championship and that trophy is in front of you, you're not going to touch that? I worked my ass off to, to win that trophy. Not the trophy, but that trophy and a trophy. So I'll take what I can get because this might be the one and only time in my career that I even get that far. So my fingerprints are going to be all over that sucker. And guys just won't do it. And there's no data stating if you don't touch it, you have more of a chance of winning. Because in all likelihood, uh, the the Tampa series, the Tampa Islanders game seven is going on right now with Tampa winning uh, two to one at the moment. So if they win, we have our Stanley Cup. Tampa probably won't touch it either. So what? You've both not touched it. I don't get it. Um, but I want to know why the the thought like if you if that was you if that was you winning a conference championship and that trophy's in front of you why you wouldn't touch it so email me at lockdownavalanche at gmail.com because I really really do want to know so all right uh, we're gonna take a quick little break and then talk about uh, I guess like moral victories and the the push that I have to keep this team intact as as best as you can. Uh, so we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, we are going to hear from Roman. And talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with real healthcare professionals who can prescribe real medication. Simple, safe, totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home, a healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com, or excuse me, getroman.com, and complete an online. The function used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online survey today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it, go to getroman.com slash NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That is getroman.com slash NHL. getroman.com slash NHL. Also, we are brought to you by DoorDash. And between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. No matter what style of food you want, Chinese food, pizza, even frozen yogurt, there is something for everyone at DoorDash. Download the DoorDash app and place your order and DoorDash brings you your food. It's that simple with contactless delivery. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Locked on NHL, $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. Download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked on NHL. Okay, so like I said, um, moral victories, do they exist? 
you you know you're you're not going to hear it from a player saying we can take a moral victory out of that, um, especially a team that is expected to do what the Avalanche were expected to do. You might hear it from teams that are on the bottom of the standings and they compete with the best team in the league and they you know maybe lose an overtime game whatever they they, they compete you can take some moral victory out of that you'd never hear it from a team that loses in the playoffs and I, i'm not sitting here saying that the avalanche can take some moral victory out of uh losing to dallas I would think they would want they wanted to progress and they don't feel like they did that this year. They feel like they did they they did a carbon copy of what they did last year. Made it to the second round, lost in game 7. I mean, if you really wanted to say they pushed game 7 to overtime this year, then okay. But I think they wanted to at least get the conference final. Well, I think they at least want to win the Stanley Cup, let's not kid ourselves, but uh, if you you know if they had made it to the conference final, then every single year Jared Bednar has been their coach. They have made it one step further. Didn't happen this year. How do you get over that hump? So many people are saying, not blow it up, but we need to get rid of this player, this player, this player, and we need to add this player or this type of player or what have you. I have really adopted almost this mindset that Joe Sackick has, or at least it seems like he does from my vantage point, that he wants to keep this team intact as much as possible. And he's already saying things like what he said with the goalies um, and how he's happy with his goalie situation. We've seen it with not, he's not willing to part with specific players in, in trades uh, the Taylor Hall situation was, um, I think a lot of players were like, I, I would I would forfeit, you know, uh, really good up and coming prospects for this team to to land him. Thank God we didn't, not because uh, you know the Avalanche lost the way they did. Ha- would having Taylor Hall have changed anything? I don't know. Uh, but just the way the season went, it just would have been, you would have been unfulfilled have you had you traded for Taylor Hall. And now you have an opportunity to get him in free agency. So you, if, if, and if you do land him, you, you had to give up nothing. But he's not willing to do that. He had a, he's had a plan for years. And that plan is in, in the middle of, of his plan right now. Uh, and the one thing that I kind of go back on, and, I, and I, I'm a big, I don't like it, the NBA, but I do like uh, college basketball. You know, I mean, come on, like that, that tournament is fantastic tournament to watch. What has been happening lately over the last handful of seasons? We always want to say that, you know, we're always looking for the upset in the, in the NCAA tournament and we're getting them more now than ever before, including something that nobody ever thought possible in a 16 seed beating a one seed. Um, I know it was Virginia that lost, and I think it was like Murray State or something like that. I could be wrong on the 16 seed, but not only was Virginia the number one seed, they were the consensus number one seed. They were the overall number one seed. They weren't the fourth number one seed. So, I mean, that is something that nobody really thought would ever happen. But why did it happen? And why do we have so many upsets 
in the NCAA tournament more so now than ever before. It's because those teams that are the lower seed, those guys have juniors and seniors on their team. Those guys have been playing together for three or four years. They know each other. All the like these the Dukes of the world, the Kentuckys of the world, the Kansases of the world, North Carolinas, line them up, one and done. Those guys play a freshman year and they're off to the NBA, and a whole new crop comes in. That is not easy to sustain. That that well, and and in basketball skill, a lot of the time wins out. But when you have a team that's that's played for that long, it's no surprise that they are beating these teams that are ranked higher than them, but don't have the camaraderie. They have one season of camaraderie, technically 30 games worth, when a team that has you know juniors and seniors has over 100 games together. That's the mindset of the Colorado Avalanche right now. I don't think you want to go getting rid of, you know, guys like uh, Nachuskin and Jost and, uh, I don't know, Belmar and Donskoy and, and all these guys to bring in new blood like it's going to miraculously solve the problem. Will you bring in pieces of the puzzle? Yeah, that that's what you do. You, you No, but no team carries over from one season to the next 100%. It does not happen. It probably will never, ever happen again in the history of hockey or, or any sport, really. Just the way free agency is. It does not happen. But for the most part, I think, you know, the, the guys that you are going to get rid of are like Colin Wilson. You know what I mean? The guys like that, the guys that are injured that really, you know, that you can you you've proven that you can win without them, so put that money towards something else. So I think because of that, I think this team, if you keep the majority of this team intact, and uh, they go into next year, and most of these guys remember what happened just recently in the playoffs, when the playoffs come around next year. Uh, that team will be ready to go, and, and they won't want that feeling again. And they'll play that much harder. Now, that doesn't mean you bring in, in you know, a couple new guys and some fresh faces, and those guys don't want to work for it as hard. But when you have a a team as close knit as this Avalanche team is, it's affecting all of them, and they collectively are feeling it, and they collectively want to reverse it. So, um, and and. Truthfully, I I really enjoyed just watching this team. I, I thought this was just a, a really really fun team to watch. Um, yeah, there's some problems, but that's that's what the off season is season is for in the draft. Um, as much as I kind of was frustrated at at watching Nikita Zadorov, and then at certain times where he would turn it on and be good for a handful of games. Um, if he is to move on to somewhere else, which I, I think is probably going to happen, uh, I, I honestly would miss that. I, I would miss his style of play. I would miss his ruggedness. Um, but that's just the reality of, of players in sports right now. Um, I'd like to say that I don't really get attached to players. I just get attached to a team because teams, or excuse me, players just come and go. 
for the most part, with the exception of hockey. Hockey does like to hang on to their guys, and guys most of the time uh, like to stay put. You're, I mean, they, they, don't get me wrong. Guys are going to chase the money. Um, but you, you know, a, a guy that hangs around, like look at Crosby. Uh, who I mean, probably will complete his career in, in Pittsburgh, I would think. Anything is possible. Uh, but that happens in hockey, where it doesn't really happen in, in other sports. So, I like this team. Add a couple pieces here and there, just to make yourself better. If you want to go out and throw some money at Taylor Hall, I would not say no to that. Uh, but I think keeping the majority of this team intact um, is important. It's really important. And and by the sound of it, by everything Joe Sackick is saying, I think he wants to do that as best as he can and be smart about it. So I've liked the strings that he's pulled for the past couple of years. So I, I have full confidence that he can do it again this offseason. So that's where we stand with that. All right. We're going to do uh, hear from one more sponsor in Built Bar. And then we are going to uh, take a quick break and then uh, get to our Matt Calvert uh, grade for last year. So Built Bar. Talk about Built Bar all the time. Fantastic nutrition and energy bar. Uh, if you are the type that always has an uh, energy bar in your desk at work and just need a quick break, something to tide you over that tastes great, Built Bar is the way to go. Amazing flavors, and they are excellent for you. I'll read off some of the flavors for you. Chances are you're going to like some of them or all of them. Uh, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, peanut butter brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. Yeah, tell me something in there that you don't like. I defy you. And they all taste delicious. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off of your next order. Once again, BuiltBar.com. Promo code is LOCKEDON. $10 off your first order. What a save by Bishop. And then Zadorov, who already has a goal in this game, bounces it right off. <laughs> We're going to have a fight. Calvert has dropped his gloves against Ben. Ben would not go. Blocked by said something before the Matt Calvert's just not going to drop the gloves against Jamie Benn if he wasn't asked to. Let's take a look at it again. Well, ben who here's a play earlier. This is what Ben was upset about. This is the penalty right here which he just can't open her. And then they have the talking then they're going and then Ben and then Calvert says let's go. No penalties called. That, that is a superb, superb not call by the referee. I mean he easily could have said okay we're going to give Calvert. And we're going to go now. Calvert right by Ben. Calvert trying to hang on. Right by Calvert. Right by Calvert. Right by Calvert. Ben trying to deliver. Matt Calvert with some rights. That one's on the back of his head. And he's down at the top of the crease. But Matt Calvert will go with anybody, and this time he chooses Jamie Benn, and they finish it up. Benn got a couple of good shots in there, Matt Calvert. 
with about three rights. So a thank you to uh, Will over on Twitter for posting that uh, clip when Calvert threw down with Ben. So I had to grab the audio from that and and throw it up. And he and he says he he said that's that's why he likes Calvert uh, and a reason why he hates Ben. And, and I can if you watch that video, uh, it was it was great. And, and that that's why you know Avalanche fans like Matt Calvert doesn't back down from anybody. Um, the the video in the beginning, he was ready to go. Uh, he was ready to throw down with Ben, and Ben took off. Puck was in play, and Ben wanted nothing to do with him. And then the puck was stopped, and then there was another face-off. And the second time around, uh, Ben kind of like attacked Calvert when he really wasn't ready for it. So because Jamie Ben didn't have the drop the first time, he cut tail and ran, and... He was more. He was prepared the second time and and kind of uh, jumped on Calvert when Calvert was unprepared. So that kind of shows you what kind of player Jamie Ben is. But anyway, we're not here to talk about him. We're here, here to talk about Matt Calvert. Um, and over on Twitter, uh, pretty decisive between the grades: twenty four percent for an A, sixty five percent for a B, twelve percent C. Uh, and no D votes. Um, and again, pretty much goes in line with where I would go with with Matt Calvert. He is a guy you just love having on your team. Uh, played in Columbus for a long stretch of time and then came over to Colorado. And this year, again, the, the pause in this season and the injuries prevented him from having a a career year. Um, played in only 50 games. I say only. Uh, but in those 50 games, 12 goals, 13 assists for a total of 25 points. His previous high was the year before, his first year with Colorado, uh, having 26. In that season, he was a, a negative 10 in the plus-minus. This year, he was a plus 13. Um, he, and he's he's been a consistent player pretty much through his entire career. Um, if you just go through his his points, you know, he, he kind of... That's the one fault on him is maybe he does get a little bit too injured, but the way he plays, I mean, you, you get it. He did play a full 82-game season last year for Colorado and scored 26 points, and in 50 games this year was one point behind that. So um, I, I think the Avalanche, the Avalanche love this guy. He is such a hard worker. He's got really good speed, which is what this team is built on. He's got a really good shot. Uh, he's just a, a, a cerebral player uh, who is not afraid to take chances and will stand up to anybody. Um, and that's what you're looking for. That's really, really what you're looking for for on, on this Colorado team. As far as his contract goes, he's good. He's, he's at 2.85 for next year. And then after that, he's an unrestricted free agent. He has... What's he, 30 years old? Yeah, he's at the age of 30. So it would be interesting to see what happens with him after this contract is up. But uh, I, 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 when, when Matt Calvert's on the ice, you, you feel good. You feel good about, you know, a play might happen. Um, but the, the trick is just keeping him on the ice. So got hurt at the end of the season. Thought he might come back for game seven. Uh, I, I had the feeling that we were not going to have Landeskog. We were not going to have Landeskog. We were not going to have Johnson. But I felt like if we could at least get Calvert back, 
that would give us a leg up. Um, and that didn't happen. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's one of the fan favorites. So, um, as far as a grade from me, he gets a B from the, the Twitter sphere. Uh, I, again, because of the, the injury at the end of the season and even during the season, um, but because he, he was so close to, to beating his, uh, career high in points, I think I would. I, I don't want to go give him a B minus. I think I would give him a solid B as well. So that's uh, the grade for Matt Calvert. And we'll have a poll up for our next player on the list, which is Ian Cole. So uh, going alphabetically through the Colorado Avalanche roster and give them a grade for last year. So, so far, so good. Really only Mark Barbario, who is really not on the team anymore. is, uh, And that makes sense. They had a good season. So you're, I think you're going to get... The majority of these grades going to be good, with the exception of a few, and some that I'm really interested to see. Uh, and Ian Cole might be one, but the one after Ian Cole I'm pretty interested in as well. If you want to go look up the roster and see who it is alphabetically, please feel free. So that will be... Actually, I wanted to read one other comment that we had on Twitter about this. That was from Will. Um, and then from at uh, PokeCheck, who we've had on the show. Uh, and who just had a baby, by the way. So I told him congratulations on Twitter, but congratulations over the air. Uh, he said, I don't see how he could get anything less than an A. Career fourth line defense specialist has to play on the top line due to injuries and flourishes. It's an uh, it's also obvious how much the team misses him when he's out. Upped his overall game and fitness level this year. Agreed. I, I agree with uh, how much they miss him when he's out. That's why, I, like I just said, if, if he had come back for that game seven... Uh, I would have had at least some sense of feeling like, okay, we have uh, a, a key part of this team back on the ice. It didn't happen. Uh, but I don't give him the A grade because of, of the injuries. Uh, if he was out there for a full season and he left that total, his his career high total in the dust, he, he probably would have gotten an A from me. So that's going to be it. For today, ladies and gentlemen, um, please get a hold of me. Like I said, through email, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. Definitely follow on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche, where you can vote on uh, Ian Cole and uh, Instagram, lockdownavalanche. So, and definitely follow Lockdown NHL for everything going around the league. By the time you're listening to this, we will know if we have our Stanley Cup. Uh, matchup set. Let me just check the score right now, really quick, before we sign off. Uh, last time when I started this, it was two to one in favor of the Islanders. And right now, wait, why? Hold on. Okay, the, uh, Islanders scored. They were up two to one. Did something get taken away? I don't know. I'll have to go look into that. Either way, uh, we're either going to have a matchup or. It's going to be delayed. So uh, enjoy the day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.